In this bulletin, arrests have been made in the Northern Territory in relation to a suspicious death of a 19-year-old on New Year's Day. Queensland air crash, aircraft crash survivors have been discharged from hospital, apart from the pilot who remains under care. And 13 cars have been seized in the ACT at Summer Nats Car Festival that police have dubbed Moron Tourism. Northern Territory Police have arrested three men in Alice Springs in relation to a suspicious death of a 19-year-old. The body of Yael Deng Gutluck was found along the dirt road on New Year's Day. A 21-year-old, a 20-year-old and a 17-year-old were taken into custody. Police believe the victim was known to those arrested. Assistant Commissioner Travis Worst says the investigation remains ongoing. So we're investigating a homicide, so the death of a person. Uh, charges will be laid in due course. I cannot give you a definitive timeline. Northern Territory Police say they are providing support to the deceased's family based in Melbourne who yesterday spoke with Northern Territory Chief Minister in Alice Springs. Hundreds of jobs are expected to be lost in Western Australia after Alcoa announced it will close a 60-year-old refinery. The aluminium giant had revealed operating costs and market conditions were behind the decision. Production will be phased out during the second quarter of the year with around 800 employees and 250 contractors likely to be affected. The federal government has expressed disappointment in this decision. A policewoman has been mauled by a dog whilst making an arrest in Perth. The officer suffered multiple wounds to her leg and hand in the incident at the house in Perth's northeastern suburbs. Another officer shot and killed the animal. The dog was not owned by the man in his 30s who was being arrested. An investigation is going in the incident. Flood hit residents in southeast Queensland are being warned to brace themselves for additional storms and heavy rain today. The Bureau of Meteorology predicts severe thunderstorms and downpours through the day for sections of the southeast interior, Claremont in central Queensland and Hewden in states northwest. The agency issued a moderate flood warning for the Peru River in the state's southwest as well as minor flooding warnings for the Baku, Bulu and Dawson Rivers. It comes as troops are set to be deployed to far north Queensland as the region recovers from record flooding caused by tropical cyclone Jasper. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has pledged Australian uh, Defence Force support for the devastated area with another announcement expected on Tuesday. The $50 million help package will help include tourism recovery initiatives as well as clean-up programs in the hardest-hit areas, target local resilience and recovery in those areas. 
Victorian communities remain under threat from floodwaters, with more homes expected to be inundated within the next 24 hours. Emergency warnings have been downgraded, but it is still not safe for residents to return to Seymour in the north of Melbourne, where at least 20 homes were flooded. Several more houses and businesses suffered flood damage and say it's now too late to leave Yay, northeast of Melbourne. The state was poised to remain mostly dry today, but the flooding emergency was expected to shift towards Marupna and Shepparton before heading down to Yachuka. Everyone on board a flight that crashed on far north Queensland Island have now been discharged from hospital, except the pilot. Ten people, including the pilot, were transported to hospital after the plane flipped over at a luxury holiday destination, Lizard Island, 240 kilometres north of Cairns, around 7.30 on Monday. A statement from Queensland Health said all 10 people on board were in stable condition. The aircraft had reportedly taken off for Cairns but returned to the island 10 minutes later due to mechanical trouble and it's believed the plane clipped trees before coming to rest upside down while attempting to land on the island's small airstrip. Assistant Commissioner Brina Keating acknowledged the bravery of the pilot when she spoke to Channel 9. It was quite a calm scene. Uh, they were all undercover. They were taken well care of. And I just want to acknowledge the, uh, the Lizard Island first responders and all the staff there that uh, you know, prepared for us when we arrived. And um, they did a fantastic job. And that pilot, uh, he did uh, a fantastic um, job in just keeping those people alive. The Australian Transport Safety Bureau is investigating the incident. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has defended the federal government's efforts in housing, saying it's doing all it can to improve rental conditions. It comes after data released Tuesday suggests the average rental has increased in cost by 11.5% compared to last year. The Prop Track Market Insight report has found rental prices increased 1.8% over the December quarter to a national average of $580 per week. Mr Albanese says it's not a quick fix. There's no easy solution. You need to build supply. And that's why we're investing in public housing, again, uh, opposed by the coalition. Uh, That's why uh, we have the incentive that's there for private rent to build, uh, build to rent, uh, that was included in our budget of last May. And that's why we'll continue uh, to work with uh, the private sector as well. The Federal Police are appealing for a global public assistance to find one of Australia's most wanted men. James Delamangas is wanted over the fatal stabbing of a Sydney man, George Giannopoulos, at a nightclub in Belmore in 1999 before its alleged fled to Greece. The next day, a warrant was issued for Mr Delamangas' arrest, but he was never 
located and it's believed he's still living in Greece. Detective Superintendent Grant Taylor says they're hoping large financial reward will encourage anyone with information to come forward. Time is now of the essence. We believe that someone in Greece would know where Dalamengas is living or working. We wish those people who may know that information to come forward and tell the authorities. We also wish to remind uh, the people in Greece that there is a $200,000 reward for any information to identify where Dalamangus may be and assist us with his arrest. That money is also available for anyone internationally as well as in Australia. Thousands of mourners in South Lebanon paid their last respects at a funeral of Hezbollah commander Wissam Tawil on Tuesday. Mr Tawil and another Hezbollah fighter were killed by an Israeli missile when the car they were in was struck in the village of Majal Salam. Wazil al-Tawil was the deputy head of the unit within Hezbollah's elite Radwin Force, and his death has sparked fears of a wider war. A woman at the funeral who identified herself as the mother of the martyr, her son, Hani Tawil, says they will not back down in the fight. We send a message, first, to the enemy, not to think that if they commit massacres and if we have martyrs, we'll be afraid and scared. We are people who hold the slogan, what a mistake. Don't think at all that what they're doing will affect us at all. What they're doing is just a reaction and anger as a result of the painful blows from the resistance. Thank God. The youngest and first openly gay person has been appointed as the new Prime Minister of France. 34-year-old Gabriel Attal succeeded Elizabeth Bourne, who resigned on Monday following political turmoil over an immigration law that strengthens the government's ability to deport foreigners. During the handover, Mr Attal who was previously France's education minister, promised to strengthen public services, including schools and the healthcare system, during his time as prime minister. With the president of the republic, I would have one objective, to keep control of our destiny and release our French potential. Keeping control of our destiny means fighting to control our social model. It means acting for solidarity between French people. It means assuming responsibility for making authority and respect for others a top political value and making security an absolute priority. ACT police have condemned drivers for what they described as moron tourism at one of Australia's premier car festivals. Police seized 13 cars, including a Holden Commodore, for doing a burnout media from uh, pedestrians at the Summer Nats Car Festival. The 22-year-old behind the wheel was suspended from driving in the Territory for three months. Police said two children and two adult passengers were also allegedly in the car during the manoeuvre. Acting Inspector Mark Richardson addressed the incident. The behaviour of these drivers, I mean, they just haven't evolved very far. Um, I think they've really plateaued as a, as a, a species, a subspecies of the human race. I don't know what goes through their mind. Police are investigating other incidences tied to the event. 
the World Bank has warned that global growth in 2024 would slow down for the third year in a row, prolonging poverty and destabilizing debt levels in many developing countries. The institution says the first half of the 2020s appears to be the poorest half-decade performance in 30 years. Hampered by the COVID-19 epidemic, the war in Ukraine and the resulting global surges in prices and interest rates. The World Bank's newest global economic prospects study predicts the global GDP would expand by 2.4% this year. That compares to 2.6% in 2023 and 3% in 2022 and 6.2% in 2021 when there was a recovery after the pandemic ended. The nation's two most populous states are recorded to have a spike in COVID-19 infections driven by Christmas and New Year celebrations. The emerging JN1 variant is what is spreading. New South Wales health spokesman Jeremy McAulty says there hasn't been this many people getting COVID in about a year. The JN1 variant is more resistant to previous immunity or vaccination, although it's not necessarily more infectious. Health authorities are urging the public to get up to date on their COVID vaccinations. As workplaces try to tempt or force employees back into the office in the new year, experts warn flexible working arrangements are here to stay. Many organisations are offering monetary bonuses or enforcing penalties to increase days worked in the office after widespread working from home during COVID-19 pandemic. But Senior Lecturer of Business Administration at RMIT University, Melissa Wheeler, says flexible working arrangements have allowed many more people to participate in the workforce. She says the trend is here to stay in 2024 and employers who don't adapt will see their workers go elsewhere. Flexible work arrangements can mean so many things. Um, Probably the most common thing that people think about is remote working or working from home, but it can also be things like flexi time, compressed schedules, um, job sharing, and many more options. Flexible work, in my opinion, is only limited by the creativity that we are willing to accept what it could look like. Former Labor Minister Craig Emerson has been appointed to lead a national review into Australia's supermarket sector amid soaring, soaring grocery prices. The review will examine the relationship supermarkets have with suppliers amid growing questions around the gap between what they are paying suppliers and what customers are having to pay. The recommendations from this review are expected by the middle of the year. A Senate inquiry into supermarket prices to consumers is expected later on in the year. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says supermarkets had a duty to make sure they are providing affordable options for all Australians, especially when they're making savings on their own costs. And in sport, Australia's tennis, uh, Jordan Thompson, Alex Bolt and Christopher O'Neill, O'Connell have 
record first round wins at the Adelaide International. The wins come after local hero the Thanasi Kokonasis opening night defeat to Serbian Dushan Lajovic. Mr Thompson, who last week beat Rafael Nadal in Brisbane, had fewer issues winning against Argentinian left-hander Fashudo Diaz-Acosta in 6-2, 6-2 on Tuesday. South Australian left-hander Alex Bolt beat former US Open junior singles champion Tiago Sabath-Wild with 6-3, 6-2. And Sydney wildcard O'Connell won against French qualifier Arthur Rindanesk at 6-4-6-4. And now tomorrow's or today's weather is on Wednesday is Broome is at sunny 37, Perth is sunny at 33, Adelaide is mostly sunny at 27, Melbourne is partly cloudy at 25, Hobart is partly cloudy at 25, Albury-Wodonga is mostly sunny at 33. Canberra is similar at 30. Wollongong is also sunny at 27. Sydney is partly cloudy at 29. Newcastle is similar conditions at 29. Townsville has showers at 33. Brisbane is a shower or two at 31. Cairns is showers at 31. Alice Springs is sunny at 39. Darwin is showers and possible storm at 32. And the Torres Strait Islanders are a shower or two at 33.